With backgrounds in therapy and personal training, Jennifer Herman and Scott Quinnell combine the realms of mental health and fitness to improve your mind and wellness. Welcome back to MWP. This is part two of unhappiness and relationship and affairs. And in the first part, we talked about 15 reasons that led up to unhappiness in relationship and affairs. And today we will be talking about um, some statistics as to who, you know, commits the affairs. Yep. Where they start and, you know, how you heal yeah, yeah, some resources um, on how to kind of go from there Yeah, if you're in the situation. Mm-hmm. So Secure Forensics came out with some, statist- some statistics, and they said that 10% of affairs start online. And then of those, they, 40% turn to um, real life, uh, really? affairs. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit low. I, or I don't think that's a little bit low. I would think that's a little bit low. You know, I think it'd be a lot higher than that. That, that shocks me. Considering that so much is on social media now. Uh-huh. That, yeah. So much of our lives is on the web. Well, get this though. 36%, um, of extramarital affairs is with coworkers. That doesn't surprise me. So me neither. No, that but that is another me. hot spot where it's you know it's occurring. I would be interested to know like what industries is top in that. Yeah, you I know? didn't come across a study on that. No, I didn't. Yeah, but but I have heard, um, and I I didn't look for this specifically, but I have heard that certain professions have been known to have higher rates of infidelity than others, such as um, uh, pilots and lawyers in particular. Uh, It's been a while since I've read a study on that, but I have read that those are two in particular. I'm sure pilots are still at the top. I feel like it it all comes down to like the profession where you travel a lot. Yeah. You know? I, I suppose so, you know? You're you're on the road a lot, and mm-hmm. lawyers have to travel to to go to different areas to present yeah. trial lawyers. Big business uh, wigs, maybe even. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we don't know. There's no study on it that we found. Um, on, but on that, right? Except for of those particular professions, I know I've read that, but yeah. Um, and then nine percent um, are cited. F- as revenge affairs. Okay, and we talked a little bit about um, like the topic of revenge in part one. Yeah, as being one of the reasons yep. for yep. affairs t- in the first place. Yeah, so nine yeah. percent is that's that surprises me a little bit. And then out of um, so the the Institute for Family Studies they did a study on adults who are either currently married or have been married before. And it said men made up 20% of, of who reported having an affair with someone other than a spouse while married. Yeah, whereas it um, cited women at 13%. So men cheat more than women. And then the, the age range, 
that was a little surprising to me. Um, 18 to 34, 11%. 35 to 64, uh, it bumps up to 17%. And then this is where I got a little surprised. Um, 65 plus 18%. Right. And then it breaks it down even more where they say that between the ages of 18 to 29, women are slightly more guilty of infidelity than men, but it quickly reverses where men are at a higher rate of infidelity between the ages of 30 to 34. And then infidelity increases for both men and women in their middle ages. And that women report in their 60s at their highest rate of infidelity at a 16%. And then it sharply decreases thereafter. Whereas men, it is at their peak with highest rate of infidelity at 26% in their 70s. And it stays into their 80s when they're 80 years old um, at 24%. And and just to kind of reiterate, so out of that 20% men, 13% women, just overall um, with adults who are currently married who have never been married before, it does fluctuate. And that's, Jen, what you just said. Exactly. Is how it fluctuates over time. Yeah. And so, I mean, it it just dives in a little bit deeper. Yeah. Exactly. I I think like old men, 24%. Mm -hmm. Oh my. But you do see older men with younger women. Right. And I guess that's what the study is showing. What I found kind of surprising was, is that the statistics were, there wasn't a huge disparity between intact families and divorced families. And the statistics show that people, who have grown up from broken families, there is an 18% of infidelity, whereas they, if they come from intact families, there is a 15% of infidelity. And then one like cool little interesting um, stat that we saw was people who went to a religious service uh, once a year or less um, had, had committed affairs at 19%. And then if we move down to a couple times a year or a couple times a month, it moves down to 14%. And then somebody who has a very strong connection to a higher power um, goes to a religious service uh, quite often, and quite often meaning about once a week. Um, it, it is also 14%. And then lastly, this study um, from the Institute of Family Studies showed um, that cheating is closely linked to divorce and separation. And they were saying that of marriages where somebody has committed infidelity, 53% of those marriages are currently married. Are currently married. And 40% end up in divorce. So it's almost 50%. Yeah, it's almost 50-50. Yep. Whereas if 
you had not, if there has been no infidelity in a marriage, the um, only 17% of those marriages end up in divorce. Again, where there has been no cheating. Yeah, whereas a majority stay together. Um, At 76% right. of those marriages, yes. Hey, really quick. If you have listened to the show before, you probably know about our sponsor, Midwest Center for Personal and Family Development. Midwest is an outpatient mental health clinic in the Twin Cities area that specializes in anxiety treatment, child's therapy, couples counseling, and trauma therapy. But of course, they provide several other types of service. So if you or a loved one is searching for help, they are accepting in-person or online appointments right now. You can visit them at MidwestCenter4U.com or call them at 651-647-1900. All right, let's get back to the show. And then lastly, how do you overcome infidelity in your marriage? And honestly, this is complicated. Um, It kind of varies for each couple. Yeah, but it's not impossible. And many relationships can be salvaged. And what the experts say is that the process can take easily a year. Oh, easily. Um, and, and then uh, it takes about a year for it to get on the right path. And if you take the right steps, the healthy steps, that your marriage can even be stronger than where it started. Because obviously there were reasons for the infidelity to happen. And so for you to resolve the reasons for that, to even come out stronger on the back end, you could be so much happier for both parties. And so when you think about it from a 12-month span, you think about from zero to three. So for the first three months, it's going to be rough. Right, yep. It's going to be tough, rocky, and then you know it's going to be overwhelming. Yeah, and you're going to be, the, the person who's been cheated on is going to be angry, you're going to be hurt. You're going to feel betrayed. And there's going to have to be a lot of disclosure, honesty, that's going to be having to be communication between the two spouses. And the adulterer needs to uh, be honest, vulnerable. They need to be transparent on everything. You need to have an understanding. This is one and done. There's no second chances because that's how you're going to build trust. That's one of the ways that you build trust. And then flash forward to three to six months, occasional setbacks are going to happen. Yeah. And and you're going to have good moments. You're going to have bad moments. Uh, Good moments are going to feel like they last longer than bad moments. Um, But, you know, you got to do everything you can to stay on track. Mm-hmm. Then the six to nine months, you're trying to maintain what you're building. And what you're building is, again, the communication. Whatever you have identified were the issues in your, in your marriage. And you are building on those and reinforcing those in this period. Yeah, and uh, like you said earlier, you, you have to keep it a priority um, throughout, throughout the entire process. It has to be. Yes. 
And then from the nine to 12 months, your relationship is really at a good point and you're feeling like it's, it's better than it ever has been. And it's probably because of all the communicating and the focus on the relationship that you've been doing that um, you haven't done before. Now, it might sound like this is easy because we've glossed over it compared to the reasons for infidelity, the statistics on it, and we've done such a short segment on just this. But really, it is so specific to each couple of the dynamics of what led up to the infidelity and how to repair it. Um, And that's what you fine tune working with a therapist or um, some kind of pastor, mm-hmm. you know, some um, whoever is, you know, your, somebody in your community that yeah. you connect with. If you are looking for more resources, uh, you can reference some other episodes we have. Uh, we have an episode on f- the five love languages and the five apology languages, which were created by Gary Chapman. And with that, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Mind and Wellness Podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Uh, We would really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.